If you knew you were starting a business that would generate you $1 million per year, how much would you be willing to invest today? Travis Ferris is a real estate entrepreneur, sales coach, team leader, public speaker, and community builder. He's done the work with over $500 million in total sales. Now he's welcoming you to the table. But make sure you're ready. The coffee is for closers only. The mindset's the one thing that's going to keep you going. Coffee for Closers is powered by Collab Agents. Here's your host, Travis Ferris. All right. Welcome, listeners, to Coffee for Closers, powered by Collab Agents. I got my man here, Michael Reese. He's been a great buddy of ours. Probably the most strategic individual I know. He literally built up one of the top teams in the world, has transitioned to that to literally building one of the top organizations at EXP top 10 um, and just lives life at another level. Every single thing that, that he has done in his life has been done so through intention, strategy, and literally starting with the end in mind and just backtracking. So literally, you know, when I talk about blueprinting my life and what I want, it is coming directly from, I mean, if you see in his background, I think what life by strategy, it's right there. And it's it's there for a reason. So, I mean, I can't do justice on, on his introduction. Just an amazing individual. I know he's impacted a lot of people's lives. He didn't owe us anything. And we tracked him down and forced him to coach us in so, some sort of way. And uh, I've enjoyed every second of it. I, I look forward and I'm hoping to do some things in the future with you, Mr. Michael Reese. Um, but other than that, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. Absolutely, man. How are you doing? Doing good here. We are, as I, I was just talking to you, I'm hitting it on all levels. You know, we got our YouTube getting pushed hard. We got our podcast getting pushed hard, trying to lay a foundation. And then as you would do, I'm now going to start going through and blueprinting how I want to funnel um, all of those things to whatever result I am trying to create. So dropping value is, is all I'm trying to do right this second. That'll work, man. I like it. Increase sales, co-sales the four month. Let's go, baby. Yeah. And that's, uh, I'm pivoting from sales to more of the, you know, content and helping people, but we are a still a very much sales organization at this point. So I've got to keep my t team going. I've got to keep the organization going. What does your organization look like, man? What is your company? What does it look like? Like, I know uh, you do things differently. Like, what are you working on now to, to help your people? Man, that's a great question. You know, since in the last two weeks, I had 39 conversations with agents. Through those conversations that I had, I, one Saturday living out here in Puerto Rico by myself, I woke up at 6.30 and I try to write down my notes from that day. Some of the conversations were really good. And those weren't the ones that I woke up thinking about. It was the people that were so lost. And that was, um, it was bothering me that night, you know, as you know, I'm a product guy. I got guys that flew in here. I'm working on product. Like I told you right now, you know, product to me is I'm always trying to make things simpler, more actionable, more intentional. I can explain that later, but that was kind of our big revelation today. I can unpack that for you, but my motivation about three times over the last year, I've had this kind of desire to create a product for a very specific person. So I have a philosophy and it's unfortunate that when I was talking to these people, when I look at them, it's very easy to see why they're not successful. Very easy. 
and you you actually are going to get me on my soapbox. So I'm going to try not to let you, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to share the truth. And the truth is, is that I ended up writing like 13 pages and got up and I was like, man, I need to go to the gym. And then I came back and I wrote 20 more pages and I ended up like at 50 something pages, 55 pages, something like that. And it was almost like a book. I mean, I just usually when I write a book and I wrote a book about writing a book. So I have a I have a methodology uh, to writing. And and so I was using bits and pieces of that. I didn't think that this was going to be a book. I felt like, you know, the core problem that people had that I was speaking to, I was trying to identify and communicate in a way where I could give somebody something and give them awareness. You know, there's so much value in awareness. And so, you know, you have all different personas of people you talk to, but the common denominator was these people weren't productive. By my standards, they weren't productive. By their own standards, they weren't productive. And what I mean by productive, there's one thing, you know, to talk to people who want to double their business, right? And it's just like type A personality. They're doing, you know, they're doing probably better than most by most people's statue of like, maybe like, hey, I'm selling 30 homes. Well, dude, you're doing better than me. But like, they see these other people selling 50, 60, 100, 200. They have these goals, something inside them, some purpose or whatever. And so I end up on the phone with these individuals and bless their heart. I, I really came to the conclusion that it wasn't their, their fault. Not all of them. And they fell into one or two categories. One category of these people were is truly, they simply did not have access to what I call is the path, the path to productivity. I started Googling around and I almost felt it, it would be like a doctor, you know, feeling sorry for the patient, but knowing the prescription, like, no, you know what? I'm going to have to crack your chest. Sorry. I'm going to have to cut you right down the middle. I'm going to have to take your heart out. I'm going to have to get a, a vein from your leg. Nope. This is where we're at now. This is where we're at. You don't have to do it, but if you want to live, right? And that's where these people were. They, 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 their business has not enabled them for some reason. And it's usually a common denominator is they see this vision of this like beautiful thing that they think can work. And usually their language is lead. So they think a lead will, will just fix their situation. And the truth is, is that their situation is usually a result of them not building a pipeline. Well, why didn't they build a pipeline? Well, if you work backwards, and when I wrote this book, I worked backwards. I said, I wanted, because I was trying to get them to understand that there was a bottleneck, there was a constraint. Now, I knew the constraint. The, the, I'll let the cat out of the bag. The constraint was they don't have enough conversations. Well, when you are productive, you have money to invest in your business. And it's like, an, you like you, it, there's a book called Escaping Velocity. And so it's, when they say it's easier to make money if you have money, it's true because money provides you with alternate options, right? Like if you have no money, that means you have a small budget. A budget is a constraint by definition. It limits you, limits you to options. And so you really have to face the, the music. And, and so, again, I was, I, I was working on two things, and I'll, I'll give you the context. I haven't shared this one with anybody, but one of them was, again, I'm here all by myself all weekend. Literally, there's days that it's 2 o'clock, and outside of my appointments, I, there's days that go by that I don't talk to anybody unless it's on a Zoom. Meaning when my Zooms are done, my mouth doesn't move for the whole day, right? Because I'm not interacting with people, but I'm thinking, I'm working. And so I had been reflecting on our most successful clients because I think, you know, I, I, I talked to one guy. He was a surviving cancer patient. And you know what he told me? It's a beautiful thing. He said, 
I don't listen to doctors. I listen to survivors. And he, and that's how he opened up the communication. And I, and it was amazing because this guy was colon cancer free. He's an actual EXP agent. Amazing story. He ended up taking dog medicine, medicine for dog. I had seen a TikTok on it. Dude, this dude's wife was a veterinarian. She, so she had very high, you know, again, we're not giving medical advice. We're not doctors, but this yeah. guy had, he was like, if you know anybody that's facing cancer, have them call me. And he goes, I mean, this guy had done his research, but I liked his saying. And I talked to this other guy and all of these things, you know me, this is how I listen to what people say. And those were good illustrations, metaphors. That was a good illustration of, you know, model success. And so I was modeling success. And I was talking to this other guy. And a lot of the times I'm trying to find out what's their desire in their heart. And this guy said it beautifully. And I stole it. I coined it. He didn't coin it. He said it by accident. I coined it. He said, you know what, man? All I want to do is I want to wake up and forget that I have a closing this week. Right? I just want to forget that, hey, man, I got a closing this week. And if you think about that, like if you think about the true nature of what he's saying is that if you have the ability to forget that you have a closing, then not forgetting you have a closing means you don't have one or you re you're reminded of it every day because you're counting down the days. And so, you know, if you're counting down the days to your next closing, you know, that's not a good place to live. So here's the thing. I'm going through this entire process and I'm thinking through what it is that I'm working on. And I come to this conclusion, hey, you know what? These I'm, I'm listening to all these people and I'm like, okay, these people simply don't have sales skills because the things that they're looking for as a solution, which are obvious solutions to me, are not even options for them. So again, they have an awareness. They're unconscious. They don't know what they don't know. They, have a, they, they, they know the result that they're trying to get, but they don't know what it's going to take to get there. It was through those sorts of conversations that, you know, I realized that, you know, and, and again, like I said, this was many, 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 many attempts. Anytime that I do anything, Travis, I think about the principles. And the principle here was, if you want to be successful in real estate, you have to have conversations. Well, what are all the ways to have conversations? Well, the person down the hall can scale marketing. Why can they scale marketing? Well, to scale marketing... You would, you would have to understand what it is you're marketing. Well, if you're marketing professional services, I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm working with a home buyer and our home seller. And I'm, I'm calling back people. They're looking for a home evaluation. And, and I talked to a bunch of people and they're saying, you know what? No, we weren't looking to sell. We were just looking because, you know, it's tax season. We wanted to debate our tax appraisal, right? Like knowing that information is understanding the customer, right? And I can put that information in the front of the funnel to attract more people like that or to repel people like that, or I can use it in my script. And so when you have sales skills, you talk to so many people and you you're confident, you're enthusiastic, you know what to say. If someone asks you a question, you know how to answer it and you can't skip that step. And I'm going to call these people skippers. You know, they want the success, but they want to skip, skip steps. But what they truly don't know is that myself, I didn't skip that step. I earned my sales skills, what gave me the right to get closings that I turned around and invested in marketing. Marketing is scaling what you would say to somebody. Marketing is simply understanding what to say to someone, understanding how somebody thinks. So in this event where someone wants to debate their tax appraisal, if I do a home evaluation and I give a range, I might call the lead back, say, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Jones, 
I noticed that you were on our site. You requested a home evaluation here in Frisco. And I had a quick uh, question because I'm very familiar with your neighborhood. In fact, I sold many houses in it and I saw it was a broad range. I was curious. A lot of people that are looking to refinance, they want it to be at the top of the range. Some people who are wanting to debate their tax appraisal, they want it to be at the bottom end of the range. So I was just wondering what what motivated you to request the valuation of your property? Again, that's what I'm saying in my out of my, the words coming out of my mouth. But when you know what it is that you're going to say, you can engineer the information for the person to go through when they're sitting in that chair and nobody's there. And bad selling is simply the act of bad marketing or the absence of marketing at all. At all. And so these people had no marketing. If you just kind of go down the, the 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 list of what makes good marketing, well, good value proposition. You have to be able to articulate your value. You know, I asked somebody, and, and I'll give you an example. A guy texted me yesterday. He said, Mike, do you have a framework for testimonials? Well, testimonials are proof, right? So if you're going to be a marketer and somebody's interacting with your information, you have to have interest, desire, bonding, trust, proof, and samples. Those are the things that you got to get in order for them to take action. The more that they consume online, YouTube, videos, follow-up sequences, campaigns, emails, whatever it is, the more they consume, obviously, the more that you're able to provide them value, the more you provide them value, the more that they trust you, right? And there's a good book out there called Trust-Based Marketing by Dan Kennedy. And so again, when people don't use you, they don't believe you. So for someone to be predisposed to do business with you, they have to consume something or else they give you this much of a window of a time to try to tell them every reason why. And at that point, you're perceived as a salesperson. And so this is the art of chasing versus attracting. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, if you're creating a company, if you're going to sell anything, you have to have sales and marketing have to communicate. Sales has to tell marketing, hey, here's what their concerns are. Here's their skepticisms. Here's the desires in their heart. And marketing has to go out and find those individuals, communicate to those individuals in a way, and the proof is going to back your value proposition. So if you're making a big claim that, hey, listen, I have a proven repeatable system to sell your home for up to 18%, more than the methods used by traditional agents, would you like me to show you how? If you land on that page, but you don't become a lead, I might retarget you with an ad, which is a testimonial of somebody saying, I got 11% more translated into $81,000 net as a result of using the Michael Reese home selling system, the expert advisor home selling system, whatever it is, you insert the word. But the testimonials is supposed to reinforce the marketing. Well, when you're new, you can't market. So I believe that if you do the right things in the beginning, you know, I talked to a guy the other day and he had a, a large amount of people that he invited to make cold calls. And he called me up 20 minutes later and he said, dude, I just did this deal trying to help my people and no one showed up for the call. And the question is, is why don't they show up for the call? The truth is, is that it's the meaning they give to that. I'm the opposite. I just told you I did 39 phone calls and I did them for a reason. I could have omitted some of the people, but because feedback is like gold to me, because to be a marketer, I have to speak to people. I have to understand what makes them tick. If in their mind, their desire of their heart is that, and the way they think about it is, man, I would love to have a business that when I woke up every week, I forgot that I had a closing that day. Not, man, when I have a closing, I'm counting down the days to that commission check, hoping nothing falls apart. Those are two different ways of describing 
something. One is painful and one is pleasurable. So I want to hear the words that they're speaking. When I worked with buyers, when I worked with sellers, their heads would be nodding because I had spoken to so many people over the phone and I learned what worked and what didn't. And, you know, part of what I'm saying is, is that these people lack sales skills. Well, go to go to Google and Google sales skills. And there's a lot of different blog posts. HubSpot has a nice one. But mostly all articles on sales skills will talk about prospecting. It'll talk about active listening, active listening, right? Knowing like some people without sales skills, they don't know how to ask questions. They don't know when to listen. They can't articulate their value. So hell yeah, they're not going to show up to the call because they're not good at it. Who wants to get up every day and do something they're not good at? And so everybody's at a different place in their life. Somebody like me, I had a boat. I had a dream. I had nothing to lose. I was like, shoot, man, if this guy can do it, let me try it. Maybe I'll get that boat. Well, I got that boat. I bought the matching boat to the guy who motivated me the most. I went from nothing to four deals under contract, but I talked to a lot of people. And so I don't care how you talk to people. Okay. If you can find a way that's better than what I'm going to give you to talk to people, then do that. But let's, let's, let's think about it. Well, you can talk to people by doing an open house, right? That's one way. Well, what's the, what's, the, what's the benefit of doing an open house? Well, the people are in front of the house. I'll tell you what the benefit is. The benefit is, is when you understand the buying cycle, the selling cycle, people who are at an open house, on average, like an expired, an expired has already demonstrated that they want to sell their home. An open house is they've already demonstrated that they want to look at homes. So they're not the same as everybody else. They're doing something. And so since they drove there, got out of the car, that doesn't mean 100% of the time. Let's get it. But but here's the thing. That's the problem. You look at leads as leads. I look at additions to a database. If I build a database of people that I communicate with over time with the differentiated value proposition, I will build a pipeline and provide them with content that allows them to think of me. And here's how that works. Let's say you're going to do branding because now we're talking database. Database is about building a brand. See, what most people think is they think of the sell cycle as some being qualified and not being qualified. Listen, if you own a home, you are qualified to be in my database. If you want to buy a home, you are qualified to be in my database. But hey, listen, I don't know marketing. I don't market to my database. I know it's cheaper. I can send an email, but I don't send emails. That would be too hard to figure out how to do. I'd actually have to sit down, write something. I'd have to think about what do I put into the email? What is the call to action? What landing page do I go to? If they take an action, what do I say to them? These are the things that marketers do. And so you have to know all of these things in advance or you're going to stink at marketing. But what people want to do is they want to go jump. They want to be skippers and they want to skip on over to marketing. They want to go ahead and buy the leads. Then they want to say the leads suck because they have they have the wrong mindset. And so the mindset is the reason you don't have anything in your pipeline is because you ain't have conversations. And if you would have had conversations, in fact, let's just say 20 conversations a day for the last year, and you would have been good at putting those conversation details into your database and making sure that everybody had a next action day, even if it was just to check on them, because you have the strategy of preeminence. You really want to make sure because you're in the business of helping people sell a home and you want to make sure that they know if they need help or anybody else needs help that you can help them. But hey, that's called one-on-one communication. We can do mass communication. We can do mass personalized communication. There's more than one type of communication, but our database is appreciating or depreciating every day. And our value is elastic. So we have no database. We have no money for marketing. And we don't want to make the calls. Good luck. 
30% of the people are going to get out of the business or you know what? They're going to murk out barely making a living and it's their own fault. And it's their own fault because of their mindset. I believe that you can build a pipeline. You can build a pipeline of people who want to sell their home. Now, that doesn't mean that if they don't want to sell their home today, they don't want to do it tomorrow. In fact, I would venture to say that I own a few pieces of property and there's one or two that I've thought about selling, right? If I sell it, let's say, and I wasn't in this profession, who would I use? See, marketing is about owning the mind share to get the market share. How do you own mind share? Branding. Well, how does branding work? What's the principles of branding? Principles of branding is I got to see you in more than one place. See, you can send me one postcard, but three is better. Magnetic marketing, Dan Kennedy. That's the same concept millionaire real estate agent, the eight by eight, 12 by 12. It's branding. I'm not endorsing that because that's just the principle of frequency. That's not the present principle of message. You can send a postcard with the wrong message, not compelling, saying you're number one, not talking to the desire in their heart, which is in buyer selection and affordability on sales might be price or speed. So you have to know these things. And the only way that you into your intuition, the only way you get confidence is by getting out there and making, it's a contact sport. And when you earn the privilege, when you earn the privilege of being able to market because you can invest in your business, then it's like the Richter scale earthquakes, you know, from one to two and two to three is not the same. It's infinite more. It's not one is the same percentage from two, two is the same percentage to three, three is the same. It's exponential. And, and, and that's how it is in real estate. It's exponentially easier to get better, but you can't skip sales skills. And if you skip sales skills, it's going to show up in marketing. You're going to end up on an appointment like this lady in California yesterday. And she said, Michael, I, I had an amazing opportunity and I think I blew it. Do you mind if I ask you a question? And I literally showed her where I wrote it in the book. I said, people who skip steps, you know, because listen, let, let me explain something. When you're at this stage of hoping where your next deal comes from, one deal could be 20% of your business that year. So let's say you go on an $800,000 listing appointment and you're going to only sell $3 million, $4 million in GCI. What is $800 million worth to you? Well, I don't know, but you better, I mean, you better be able to articulate. You better be able to set the appointment if they say, if they ask you a question like, well, what do you charge? You know, you better know what you're going to say when they ask that question. If they ask you, you know what, obviously our, our fees are negotiable, right? That's mandatory. We have to, we our, our fees are negotiable. That's true. But what do you say? Do you clam up? Do you have an answer? Do you have like, how do you set an appointment? And so anyway, Travis, what I was saying, you know, I say all that to say, that's what I was working on. I went down the rabbit hole and I said, you know what? I believe that I can come up with the course to make people productive and it was after talking to this other lady, different lady in California, where I came to the conclusion that if I would have given her the training, she would have followed it. And I truly had to say what, what, what essentially kept me up was, man, if she knocked on my door today, what would I give her? Well, if you get me directly and I'm, you know, you get to have the luxury of flying to my house or, you know, traveling with me and asking a bunch of questions and you ask all the right questions, maybe it'll come out in some order. But a lot of the times when I give these people the direction, I see the breakthrough. And I, I just thought to myself, I said, I need to, I need to organize this better. So I'm ordered organizing an 84 day fast track 
and then uh, and then something I call the cash cow. And the 84-day fast track is really targeted at people stage one. And then the next the next step from stage one to stage two is technically kind of the introduction to marketing. How do you like how do you like the best way to get introduced to marketing is get something that works really, really well and make a lot of money from it and say, you know what, I want to do some more of this. And so we have a couple of those different things that have worked really, really well for brand new agents, brand new markets. And 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 so we're codifying that. We've been doing it, but we're just putting um we're just taking what we did currently doing and say, okay, if we thought it was a 10 and now it was a five, what would we have to add to it to make it a 10? The big thing we had today um, is we had a two hour break for office hours, which is something we do in the club. When Ryan and Woods jumped on office hours, I, I set out there and my conclusion was that it needed to be more specific and more actionable. And so in this situation, we had we had an outline that was broad and I could see people getting, you know, a lot of the times I see people go through courses and they're like, dude, I was so overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start. You know, I just logged into all this stuff and I wanted it to be more like Ikea. Here's the instructions. Here's the actual finish line. Here's the beginning. And I'm not going to tell you what a campaign is. What I'm going to tell you is these are the 12 emails that go out on starting on this day, this day, and this day, and add these six things to configure them and move to the next step. So actually helping them uh, get things uh, to the end zone without bogging them down. So, 100%. It's actually interesting when you say that. I just did a business training and it went over like the development process. And literally you have a pyramid from novice, beginner, competent, proficient, expert, and master. And it was kind of saying, you know, novice beginners function off rules. And as you go up to expert master, you start functioning off of what you said, intuition. And it's just interesting. So, okay. One thing you're kind of talking about that I've actually said this, I actually actually had to reframe. Anytime I talk to a new agent, because I'm type A or type, sorry, type strong D, like push, double my business, double my business. And I always used to say when I, when I talk to a new agent, Hey, it's easy. It's easy to make six figures in your first. And I actually had to rearrange that to no, it's simple. And so I, that's one thing I always say that I think we can get into is it's simple. And actually in my core values, EOS, the things that we did, it's, it's extremely difficult to take complex, big things and actually simplify them. It, you know, it takes a lot of time, energy and money to, you know, have a, have a, three page core values and get that down to, you know, five basic words or, or sentences. So it sounds like that, that you're kind of saying, all right, cause I've gone through some of your stuff, the, the funnels, the freedom funnel flew out to Puerto Rico, amazing business development opportunity. If you have an opportunity, any of any of the listeners here, make sure you can plug into that. But I was super excited. Cause like you guys were going to give that, Hey, do, do this. You're going to build this funnel now. So where are you simplifying that process and taking these individuals that, that again, simple, not easy, that just need this little push or nudge? And where are you, where did you go through and revamp your system to basically kick them in the ass to get going? Yeah, I think that, I think, um, well, first of all, so the way that you do that for, I'll, I'll give you an example. In what I'm doing, I don't start with, it starts with the demand. So I was, I just, there was a demand and I, 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 Historically, and this isn't a new agent, this is an unproductive agent, right? And so they can, a new agent can be unproductive or an, ex, an existing agent. In fact, gotcha. one of the common denominators in this thing is everybody told me about some life thing, like 
something happened to my mom, my dad. I mean, I heard it all, but I feel like I'm getting back into it. That's what they, I mean, that was the common language, right? And so for those people, they feel lost and overwhelmed, you know, just, you know, what I did, you know, the answer to your question is I documented my methodology. I printed it out. On, I got big foam board over here. I could open it up. It would probably be too messy, but I printed it out. <laughs> and um, yeah, in, in the book, Digital President that I wrote, you know, chapter one is developing your, your philosophy, then your methodology. And so that really is, you know, getting the buy-in on, hey guys, this is what we're going to do. And the things that make bad products bad is when you go back to customers that you shouldn't have taken on as customers. So what I do to make it simple is I go back and think about who was the bad customer and how can I prevent them in the future from coming? So, you know, if I'm doing a presentation, I'll say who this isn't for, what this isn't. If this is what you're looking for, this isn't for you. And I can show you videos. Obviously, all the Zooms were recorded but I, I look for, you know, who I'm looking for and who I'm not looking for. And I try to repel the people who I'm not looking for. And I try to attract the people that I that I am. That's first one that I do, because if you attract the wrong person and put them into the wrong thing, it can be simple. But maybe for them, it's not because, you know, it's they're skipping a step. Right. And so making it simple would be, you know, also in my world would be called how do you do what you do and be happy? Yeah. And the easiest way to be unhappy is to, is to have a lack of communication to people. And so for me, you know, if somebody watched my webinar, they wouldn't get on looking for the magic pill going forward. What they would do is they would say, Hey guys, you know, I took the webinar. I really, you know, I'm interested in your fast track. They wouldn't be asking about Puerto Rico. They wouldn't be asking about cash cow. They wouldn't be asking about the club. They would just say, hey, listen, I need the fast track. You know, I was watching your webinar. That's certainly who I am. That that right there resonated with me. Right. And so it's about being able to segment and not try to have a one size fits all. You know, if, if, if I just went and tried to build everybody a complex marketing and sales funnel with dynamic ads and, you know, segmentation and campaigns, it would work. But they would go broke if they couldn't convert over the phone. And so, you know, but if I take them through the fast track and I teach them the things that I believe anybody can be taught, then their confidence and motivation is going to go up. They're going to make the money. They're going to get a return on their time. They're going to make the money to invest in their business as a result of them increasing their skills. You know, it's just my core belief. And the cool thing about it is, is I don't have to work with anybody who doesn't think they, hey, listen, if you don't think you can get better, then I'm not your guy. If you already think that, like you could go out on a listing appointment and you could beat me or you could beat Jay, then you need to go launch your own course. Right. But if you're a student and you want to get better and you don't want to go on 20 appointments to get 10, or you don't want to go on, you don't want to have to make 20 phone calls to get two appointments. You want to be effective and efficient. You want to get organized. You want to have the confidence of knowing what to say, when to say it, how to say it. You want to be able to articulate your value, demonstrate your value and make your value visible. If you, don't want to rely on three sheets of paper, also known as a CMA, because if you did, you would lose to anybody who was trained by me. But you want to go in there knowing that, man, I don't remember the last time I lost out on a, an appointment. And I'm not talking about an, a, an appointment that you didn't compete on. I'm talking about an appointment where the top agent in your market was going for the same one and you still won. OK, then we will. We, because when you get that confidence, you know, they say the most persuasive is 
it was it was at the build uh the 10x guy talked about said it could be measured in a room and it was authenticity and confidence is the highest form of persuasion that can be measured he was uh i need to pull that down it's on it's on the youtube but it was interesting he was talking about it for a different reason but it's true i mean when you're when you're authentic and you're confident you know that's persuasive you know when you walk into somebody's house like i used to and you say yeah it's not going to sell for that not please pick me, please pick me. It's just two different, it's two different mindsets and they can hear it on the phone. And so, yeah. and it's, it comes down to how you set the appointment, how you come across marketing. And listen, if you don't nail your sales skills, you ain't gonna, you can go shoot YouTube videos and no one's gonna call you, right? Cause if you're not, if you're not, if you can't convert over the phone, you're not gonna compel somebody yep. magically on video to go down to the description and fill out a form because you haven't articulated your value over the phone to get somebody Enough to where you're not. I mean, the reason why your pe- reason the why people don't like doing things is they aren't good at them, so they don't work. Effort is the energy it takes to overcome resistance. It's not effortless. It's work, and it's work because it's hard. So until they get an experience, and the only way you can get and this is the problem. It's like dominoes. To get there, you have to knock over dominoes. Let's say, in order to become great like really great, you have to, in a condensed time frame because we can't take what you did 20 years ago, but we have to say, you know, you have to have had 500 conversations with actual sellers and heard every objection under the sun and, and really had to fight for that appointment to become great at setting every appointment, right? Like you have to actually lose and struggle on appointment setting to become unbeatable on appointment setting. And that's what these guys in the UFC, people see them in the UFC, but they don't realize those are the guys that yeah. lost matches in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So that's the point. Embrace but they don't. the and suck. So they, and they, and they, they articulate that to rejection and other things. And, you know, so how do you make that easy? How do you make that simple? And I think you make that simple by communicating a philosophy that they can believe in and demonstrating so they don't have to believe they know. And I think that comes down to an equation and a success equation. And when somebody... If somebody truly knew, hey, listen, I, I, I don't believe you, but I'm going to try it. I know you said do an open house. You came out and watched me. You didn't even say a word, which is kind of weird, Mike. But now you came back to evaluate me and you said that I only did six directionals and I had six visitors. And now you're challenging me to do 30 directionals. And I did 30 and I got 30 visitor, visitors. Okay, Mike, I understand. The signs are the promotion for the traffic to the offer and the more signs and traffic I get. That's a pretty amazing concept for business. I mean, more traffic you get to your store, the more people come, the more signs you have, the more people come. That's why you put one up at the stoplight or four, right? And so again, somebody thinks, oh, well, my open houses didn't work. Well, did you have, what was the offer? Did you have a vacant home, a home script? You know, so it's, it's, it's teaching them. Yeah that you can get better at one thing and then changing their mindset to be a seeker and a learner, not, not coming to the conclusion that something didn't work, but saying, you know, what did I miss? What could I have done differently? Why are they getting the result and I'm not? And being critical on there's something that they could have done better. And so at that point, they become a seeker instead of a skipper. 100%. Embrace the suck at the beginning to become an expert. That's actually, it's, it's super interesting because I, I see you kind of correlate it into the online realm. So, I mean, it's like if, if, if anyone doesn't know who Michael Reese is, like I've really got to know you and learned from you in terms of building those things into the 
into the webinars, driving traffic, the promotions, being masterfully strategic in identifying your ICP, creating a uh, marketing materials to, to deliver that. And it's just, it's interesting that you're, you so easily can correlate that to a physical, like, okay, let's take an agent who doesn't necessarily understand technology, traffic, websites. They'll understand that. You know what I mean? They understand the, the open house and the very basic. So you've done a great job at being able to simplify something extremely complicated to where, you know, some of these agents who don't necessarily embrace technology can actually understand it. And even me, it makes, I think it makes me look differently because I've done, I've done a lot of webinars too, and, and looked at the traffic at the webinar and been like, huh, you know, light traffic, maybe like five, uh, five attend attendees or 10. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, but what was my, what signs that I put out? What promotions that I have? Every success and every failure can be boiled down to a universal principle. This is my mentor every success and every failure. And so, you know, you have to be a, a seeker because what he says is, what do they do? Like if I'm trying to get people to show up for an appointment and let's say in another industry, a restaurant, automobile, how do they get people to show up when they make reservations, right? Or, but it's, it's looking at the principle and asking how do other people do it? And I think it's through that, you know, that you can borrow success principles from other industries that maybe not even be applicable to your industry yet. But I will tell you that I don't care who you are. If you, if you think that real estate is sales, go try to sell anything without having conversations. I can tell you that the, mo the most successful person in every sales organization is having more conversations. Now you can come up with whatever reason why, but, but I will tell you that uh, they're having more conversations and that's, that's at the end of the day, you know, you can try to skip that step. And, you know, I think if you have a big enough checkbook and enough time to figure things out and struggle through, but it's a lot easier just to, in my, in my opinion, I think you can get through it in 84 days. I can get someone from struggling to success in 84 days and make them go from believing to knowing. And the minute that they, you know, in, in my formula, it's just formulaic, just like a funnel. If you have this many conversations, you know, here, you know, with, again, uh, assuming that you have some training, uh, but if you have this many conversations, it should result in these things. And there you should then invest in your business. Now, if I go, you know, my, in my business, my seventh month I did, it was month seven. I did like 28,000 in commissions or something crazy, 28 or 38. I don't remember the numbers years ago, over 20 years ago, but it was, a, it was the most I'd ever made in my life in a month. And the reason I share that is I was able to invest in my business, right? I went from having a good month, four deals under contract my first 30 days, had a couple closings, did well, learning, going through this 84-day period, sharpening my axe, learning, 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 having some success to boom, doing some marketing. And now I was scaling. And when you scale marketing, you're just getting your time back. You're having a better quality instead of you having to have conversations by spending an hour at an open house, you're having conversations by spending so much money on an ad, right? Again, it, it's, it's just what I believe. I believe if you don't, if you have sales skills and you understand, if you understand sales and marketing, I think the best agents are the ones that have the most clients and the ones that have the most clients don't, the, the person who has the most clients doesn't have them because they're great at sales. You can be a great at sales, but sales doesn't scale. That's like income. It's what you do. It's a sales job. What scales is marketing. And when you scale marketing and you've nailed your own sales, 
Your next thing is leveraging a sales team. And how can you train, attract, or provide for a sales team if you've not went through the process yourself? 100%. We can go, go in so many different ways on this. I, I guess because you would actually, you came through the fitness world and then, then actually kind of went from the gyms to real estate. And you actually were able to build one of the top teams in the country, if, if not the world. Were you using like these same tactics and techniques essentially to build that up? Like, you know, I mean, you were also Mr. ISA built up a, an ISA team that you were able to scale, leverage, push out. In the little book that I was, when the little book that I was writing and I can show it to you, um, <laughs> I tell this story. Yeah. I tell the story in the book that I was writing. I tell the story of when I learned my sales skills and it was, you know, I worked in a gym I used to know all the members in a gym. When you work in a gym every single day, there's like the eight o'clock crew, the five o'clock crew, the late night crew, the lunch crew. Right. And so it's like, oh, there's Joe, the lunch crew. Right. Works at Worldcom across the street. Yeah. Oh, there's Becky who comes on her way home from work. Right. You know, you just know these people. So it's like every hour is like like in high school going to your next class. And, you know, you got guy, friends in this class, friends in this class. And it's like a social, new social collision every hour. So it's really easy to be unfocused. And that's what I was. I was at the gym talking to people, hanging out. Sometimes I would be, see a guy and we would talk about his new workout, his new supplement. I'd see a guest that had come in a month ago and I didn't realize they had joined and asking them how they liked it. I was just like a social butterfly, clueless, clueless that I had a sales job. But I was lucky that I was in um, the office with the, the top sales guys. So the top, you know, there was 18 clubs in Dallas and let's say 100 clubs in our region. I was under the dream team and I didn't know this either. And they liked my personality. And a few of them had worked under my uncle, who was a general manager at another club. So I kind of got the, you can screw off a little bit card, right? Like they didn't, they didn't really put anything on me. But I did a little prospecting. All As long as I, I got these little boxes, these leads that came in that were called lead boxes. I didn't even know what that meant. I thought like lead box was like, you know, like a word. I didn't know that the word lead meant to a salesperson. I just remember they were called lead boxes. And I thought that was like, a, like the name of the box, like a mailbox, right? And so they would put these boxes around town to get free two-week memberships. And the suckiest dude at the office had to call them and offer the two weeks. So I'd call him and offer him the two weeks, and I'd do that. And one day, the head sales guy, his name was Sid, his bonus was on the line, right? We're like three deals away from him hitting his bonus. And see, so he said, hey, Kid Reese, how many people you got coming in for their, their trial? I was like, oh, I got like 10. And he said, I'll give you 100 bucks if you can get five more or something. And so he said, I'm going to help you with all of these today. And this dude sold them, sold them. And I got to do the tour. He would make me tour them. And then I'd bring them back to the office. He told me exactly what to say. And he sold them. And I sat through the whole thing. And I'd been doing this six months and I ain't never sold nobody. And he's walking out of the office, system 30, system. I'm getting 150 bucks for every system 30 he sells. System 60, I'm getting 250. So I end up making like a grand bro in a day. So he wasn't telling was them to go work people? out. He was talking to them about their goals, their needs, how long they, uh, how, wh when do they think they were yeah. in their best shape? What made them come in today? 
you know, what, what, what was like the first sign that they had that they felt like they were getting out of shape? Did they have kids? Did they ever feel like short-winded playing with their kids? You know, how far did they think they could run? You know, what's the far, you know, when's the last time you've ran a mile? Just what do you think is going to happen if you don't, you know, do something? It, it was like, it was just like questions and, you know, he, I came in and said, oh, so here's your membership for two weeks. If you have any questions, we got a little promotion, holler at me. Anyway, so I saw that there were sales skills. I give you my word. Within six months, I was the number one sales guy in the company. Number one. But one thing happened in between there. Once I had awareness and desire, a sheet would come out. And I was always on the bottom of the sheet. It would be like three pages long. This long was single filed names of where you were. And I would always be at the bottom of the sheet. It was called the long sheet. Got sent out in the morning, got sent out at noon, got sent out four and at the end of the day. I never looked at it. So after I hit this, he hit these sales for me, I looked at my name go up the sheet. And that's all I needed was to see the little sheet move. And uh, one day that same guy grabbed the sheet and he said, damn it. And he was, they all went into this office and they all gathered around. Basically this guy named Michael Tilly had called up all the way to the top, a new guy. And AJ, who was our general manager said, oh yeah, he's a professional sales guy. He's new. And I was like, professional sales guy, what are you talking about? And how's he out selling Sid? Sid's like been number one in the company for two years. The guy said, oh, he reads sales books. That weekend, dude, I drove to Mayfair. I did a fake tour with him. I went back to his office and I saw the books he had. I went straight to the bookstore. I bought the books and those books changed my life. End of story. I went from selling, you know, what would have been equivalent to $10,000 in memberships to selling hundreds of thousands of dollars in memberships. Hundred to, let's say, 190, you know, in memberships a month. And I think at 19 years old that year, I made $109,000 at 19. You know, that was after dicking off for six months in my life. Bam. And I did one thing different. I, 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 I obeyed a success principle of sales, which is prob part of sales is rapport building. And in that book, he talked about why people like to hear their first name. And in Think and Grow Rich was another book. This guy was just reading personal development books. I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't know what any of this shit meant. But in that book, it talked about a guy who killed somebody and, and in his mind didn't think he did anything wrong. And it just gave me kind of an insight that these people, you know, they don't think they're doing anything wrong by not getting in shape. And I know where they're going. My dad had open heart surgery. You know, um, he had gained some weight. So I had a little bit of passion. I'd been through some health training. I loved working out. And I thought that like I went from feeling like that I was selling them to I was helping them. And when I went from selling them to helping them using their name and just building massive rapport, my results went through the roof. But I still did the lead boxes, and that's why my numbers were untouchable. Because I still, once my number, once I had built my skills over the phone and I stayed on those lead boxes, I started getting TIs, which were telephone inquiries, walk ins, guest the members. And then I just outworked everybody. <laughs> 100%. More awareness shows results. Flow, or energy flows and results show. Yeah, the awareness is probably one of the biggest things that you can take away. I love books, dude. It's like, I think I always love the pearls. I always write down the little books and I typically smash the books you tell me to read, but it's just such good perspectives and pearls that kind of come from that. Real quick, what, like, if you, if you were to see a struggling agent and they were saying, hey, like, what are, what are the three things that a struggling agent should do right this second? What would those three things be? You know, I, I know what I'm going to do. And I'd say number one is part of what I'm going to teach people is how to identify a, t a target market. So how do you look at the 
we call it the productivity cycle. And that starts with picking the right audience. So that's number one, create a compelling offer. So once you have a compelling audience and once you have a compelling offer and then create a sales process and a sales process, you know, if I walked you through it, it'd make more, so much sense, but there's no content out there on the internet about it. And I had all of those things, you know, someone gave me all of those things gratefully early on. And so I always had things that I could do every day with my time to be productive. Whatever that is, you need to have the, you know, it's market to message match and have the right strategy. So maybe, maybe it would be reach out to somebody who has the results that you're looking for and ask them the question you just said. You know, if somebody reached out to me, you know, I would take them through a process of educating them on what is the goal, what's the evidence of success, getting an agreement on what they were going to do and what I was going to do. I'd make them agree on, you know, yes or no. Do you agree you need to have conversations? Yes. If you don't agree on that, let's not even move forward and talk about how you're going to hit your goals without conversations. Show me your strategy. Let me show you. And this is just a personal economic model which is what is your hedgehog factor? Jim Collins, good to great. Like what is the one thing you're going to do every day? That's the most productive way to have productive conversations. You know, you can talk to a stranger. You can talk to a stranger who had their home for sale. You can talk to a stranger who's driving around looking at open houses. What stranger do you want to have a conversation with to have the highest probability to be having a good use of your time? And, you know, I think the problem is with marketing is, you know, our philosophy is you can spend $20 a day to get $20 a day will generate 30 sales a week to produce a sale, right? We have this equation. And unfortunately, at 30 leads a day at a five at a 50% contact rate through a campaign leaves you only with 15 leads a week, 60 leads a month to call. What do you do with the rest of your time? That's how you get a return on your money. How are you getting a return on your time? Are you just sitting back going to see the hamburger man? Are you sitting back going to do unproductive, non-revenue generating activities? So I would ask them questions because if I can change the way they think, I can change their life. 100%. 80-20, I think we kind of touch base on it a little bit. 20% of the people out there are going to have more conversations and the other 80% are just going to have excuses and kind of go away. So we'll definitely kind of see that. So real quick, I know we're running out of time here, Michael. Appreciate you so much, man. Where can people find you? I'm going to make a leaky funnel here. You know what I mean? <laughs> where, where, where do you want to send people? Man, go grab the digital president, michaelreesbook.com or go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Michael Reese. Boom. Awesome, bro. Well, appreciate it. I, I know hopefully we'll have you on here at another time. Later on, we'll dig a little bit deeper on some things. Um, other than that, dude, you just bring such a, a an awesome perspective and, and just foundational mindset of just truth. unlocking things, dude. So many people are truth of truth of truth. Absolutely. hundred percent. And that's, yeah, I, again, I, I appreciate every world pearl that you dropped there. And I hope all the listeners there, other than that, go to those links that you sent. We'll have them in our descriptions as well. All right, brother. enjoyed this episode of coffee for closers subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts and follow collab agents on social at collab agents